Hola y bienvenidos a Deuces Wild Motherfuckers! Wow, and we're back at them. Dude, thrill. It's good to see you from Backwoods, Louisiana. I am back in Lake Tahoe after an adventure at the Phoenix Open last week with Houston Street and Peter Princiano and the rest of the degenerates that I hung out with all week in AZ. Golly, I couldn't get away from them quick enough. Now, I'll tell you what. you uh, We had a good show last week with Houston, and uh, I know you guys were uh, tipping a few back, shall we say. So fun, man. I, I I miss that guy. And you know what's funny is that I don't know how you are, but there's very few teammates that are still in my life that I still actually see and hang out with and spend time with. And not only did I see Houston Street, but I actually ran into Mark Mulder when I was down in oh, wow. Arizona as well. Wow. And there's this, and, and again, like this is getting like more of a question for you and what it's like. But when I see these guys, it's almost like I look into their eyes and, you know, they look back and we, we, lock, we, lock, we lock it in. And basically, it's like we went to fucking war together. And I don't want to make the analogies of going to war and playing baseball and everything else because there's there's no similarities i get it but it is pretty cool to hold that special bond and knowing what we went through in the trenches and everything else and then here we are you know 15 years later now uh just chumming up and, and still hanging and still tell still telling stories i think you know the number one thing i know i missed from the game is is hanging out with the guys yeah yeah no i get it i mean you know that's like some of the uh, alumni games that we have. You know, you just revisit people and a lot of a lot of fun stories, a lot of fun times, and uh, yeah, get a chance to rehash. You know, some of the stuff we did on the field. And uh, speaking of on the field, I got to give props to my man Tommy Luke, who's in the uh, chat room tonight. A little uh, number twelve Kelly Leak bad news bears for uh, all you guys. Uh, who a Bad News Bears fan, uh, my man E.B. picked them at one of the top of his baseball movie lists, and he even thought number 12 might be uh, Tanner, but no, number Tanner was number three. Yeah, Kelly Leak was 12. Oh, and by the way, here, let me turn around so you can see. Chico's Bail Bonds, baby. Chico's no. Bail Bonds, dude. So, Tommy Luke, tip of the cap, nice job. Uh, E.B., you're going to be getting this jersey in the mail here pretty soon. Well, that's what I love about it. And thank you, Tommy, for buying uh, Thrill the Schmedium. Because now. Yeah, yeah. the Schmedium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I got buttons that are popping open right now. Dude, you might as well own it. Take the undershirt off, rip the freaking hairy chest out, and let it <laughs> eat. I, I, I see that jersey. And as soon as we pop on, we always spend a few minutes before we actually hit the, you know, hit the go live button. But. Dude, I, I see that jersey and the nostalgia that it brings to me. Oh, yeah. Right? That, like, it's it's part part sadness, part joy, uh, reliving all the memories. And sadness isn't the right word. I think more than anything, it's a warm feeling inside of a, of a, of a simpler time when we were kids and yeah. worked out doing what we were doing, chasing the fucking dream. And 
watching kick-ass movies like Bad News Bears, man. God. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know, that was that was cool as that was cool as hell that uh, you know, you brought it up. You know, with the with the baseball movies and your in your top eleven picks, and we had a chance, you know, a week later to to bullshit about it on air, and uh, and then you know, all of a sudden you get the jerseys and you laugh and giggle about it. So it just plays off on one another. And by the way, while I'm thinking about this, here here's a little uh, purple, green, and gold for a little Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras to all of you out there in the audience. Tommy Luke, I know, uh, I know you partook of it a little bit today. I avoided it like the plague. And uh, yeah, so happy Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. Tomorrow starts Lent for all of you Catholic beings in the audience. And uh, we go from there. Yeah, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Got 40 days of fasting. So while everybody's fasting, I'm drinking. Good for you, dude. So you're supposed to give something up, right? Yeah. I don't think I should give give anything up. I think I should add some stuff. Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Moderations for pussies. That's what... I was caught when I was young. I love it. The only way you can give up thrill, you can give up quitting. Don't be a fucking quitter, man. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Funny stuff. So, So, hey, let me let me let me hit this bet online thing real quick. uh, Let's go. We got to bet, 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 bet. Come on, baby. Well, we're coming off the Super Bowl. Everyone thinks the gambling season is over. Fuck that. It's just beginning. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs. With in-game live betting contests and all the player props available, experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet online today to become part of the team and remember to use the promo code believe capital b l e a v for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online the game starts here done let's get into the show thrill the giant Sign Jorge, Jorge, Jorge Soler. Soler, Cuban from that island out yonder. And uh, he has uh, been with a bunch of different teams. Uh, You and I talked about it before we went on air. Um, He's going to add quite a bit of pop in the middle of the lineup. Matter of fact, he he had one season where he led to AL and – in jacks with 48 uh i think it was 2019 um he had 30 something last year uh his big thing is he is a dh uh he's not necessarily uh proficient shall we say in the outfield and that's one of the reasons why he has uh i guess you want to say uh switch teams around a lot you look at the numbers though thrill and he's at career 243 hitter obviously that's not very impressive but he's got a 330 on base percentage so he does walk a 467 slugging 
So almost an 800 OPS. It's 797. He has a 113 OPS plus. So obviously uh, 13% above league average is how that stat would read. But most importantly, last season in Miami, not a hitter's friendly park. He went ding dong donkey Kong 36 fucking times. If that could translate to playing at Oracle Park, and if he hits 36, I can't tell you the last time a giant hit fucking 30. No, last time somebody hit 30 was Barry Bonds. That was his name. Nobody's hit 30 since Barry Bonds. Um, you know, but the one thing that I thought was really interesting is on the Giants website, um, it says, okay, let's project, you know, the Giants lineup, opening day lineup. And they got J.D. Davis playing third base. And believe it or not, up until they signed Jorge Soler, they had Wilma Flores hitting DH. Wilma Flores, arguably their best hitter. So yeah, he's legit. You, know, you gotta find you gotta find a place in the lineup for Wilma Flores. He's a solid, what we call in the business a professional hitter. And uh yeah, he and Soler are probably gonna switch out a little bit, maybe DHing, but then I'm I'm thinking that uh Wilmer's gonna find the field a lot more too. So Soler's defensive war every single season has been minus. Is it negative? Every single that's not season. that's not good. Ten years that's not good. But you know, to be totally honest, I mean I think that they're not paying him for that. They're paying him for, you know, to bop the ball out of the ballpark. So, you know, put him in a put him in a DH and let him do his thing. All right. Well, let me ask you this question because the deal reportedly is worth like eleven million bucks a year. I know there was a signing bonus. Yeah, he's got it. It's forty-two million dollar deal, but he's got a nine million signing bonus. So if you take that off, it's thirty-three million. It's basically eleven a year, and. uh you know, that's actually, believe it or not, a step down from his contract he had with the Marlins. And that's what I'm getting at, because last year he made 15 large, proceeded to go out and produce an 853 OPS with 36 nukes. And you're telling me you hit the free agent market and you're going to take a pay cut? Something smells fishy here, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you and I kind of talked about this. Uh, we hinted at it. Maybe a little collusion going on, which happened back in the 80s and 90s. That's one of the reasons why, you know, we went on strike in 94, um, you know, to get everything back in line. But you know, we keep talking about it, and we've talked about it for weeks now. Why is Blake Snell not signed? Arguably one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. Why is Cody Bellinger not signed? Arguably coming off one of his best years ever and, like, going to be, like, the, the rebound player of the year. Why are these guys, Matt Chapman, gold glove third baseman that holds everything down at third base, why are these guys not signed? There is something fishy going on. Back in my day, it was called collusion. This is one of those things where it walks like a duck, talks like a duck. It might be a freaking duck. What can the players do about it? 
Oof. That's that's a tough one there. I mean, because they, they're under contract right now. But I mean, you know, how can you how can you not sign some of the best players in baseball? Seriously. I mean, and I get I get Jorge Soler. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, quality, I mean, a lot of home runs and stuff like that. But on Blake Snell's level, no. Um, there aren't too many people on Blake Snell's level. And you mean to tell me? You don't want him at the front of your pitching staff? This game's about pitching and defense. I want him at the front of my staff. So, I mean, hey, like I said, walks like a duck, talks like a duck. Might be. Tony Clark in the Players Association have got to be looking into it. I believe Boris has at least two or three, if not all four of those guys that are still free agents. and So that might have something to do with it. He's not going to give in. I mean, so much so that, you know, I think he would wait as long as possible, especially with Snell in Montgomery, who are pitchers who could go throw their bullpens and get their work in on their own. A little more concerning when it comes to Bellinger and Matt Chapman. These are position players. You want them in camp. You want them facing the live pitching, getting the reps. So at some point, if I'm either one of those guys, I'm going to really start to get antsy, if not for just signing and making sure I have a job, but mainly for my future and how I'm going to do in this upcoming season. I'm not going to sacrifice fucking anything, even if it is having to hold out for dollars. I'm just, I'm not interested. So if we're talking, you know, ranges here. So let's just say, for example, uh, Matt Chapman, we'll have some fun with him. Houston Street loved him, said, you know, really was an advocate of the Giants potentially signing Matt Chapman. And if if I'm Chapman and we're talking about a deal, let's just say it's in the $100 million range. Are we talking about waiting for an extra 10? Or are we talking about waiting for an extra 50? An extra 50 is different than yeah. an extra 10. Yeah, right? no, I get it. I get it. And here's another thing, too. I mean, you know, these guys now can get creative with these contracts because guess what? You're going to get paid. I mean, look at the look at the money that these guys are getting. I mean, they're getting in the teens minimum, you know, so they can get creative to where they do. You know, if I make this many starts, I, it tax on another million. If I get this many at bats tax on. I mean, they can do all kinds of stuff like that so they can get creative with the contracts. So they have 10 remaining free agents here. And fire them up. Fire them up. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I'm going to do. This is an article by Jim Bowden, as a matter of fact. I really enjoy listening to him. And it's, they're ranked 1 through 10. Obviously, number one, the Cy Young Award winner, Blake Snell. 31 years old, six war last year, 2.25 ERA, 180 fucking innings pitched. So... It's not like this guy threw 120 innings. He <laughs> no. went 180, 234 strikeouts. And on top of all of this shit, he's coaching 12 years baseball, which makes me even more attracted to him. Yeah. <laughs> side him. So, I, I mean, he's, he's your number one. Jordan Montgomery, number two. This is according to Jim Bowden, 31 years old, a four war last year. Obviously 
helped the Rangers tremendously down the stretch, winning that huge game against the Astros. Uh, his numbers, I, I like. Look, he had 188 innings last year, 166 strikeouts, a 3-2 ERA. Ah, nah, right? Like I, I, you can't, you can't guarantee when you have swing and miss shit like Blake Snell, and you compare that to Jordan Montgomery. They're just not in the same category, those two. No, I mean, you know, hey, look, you know, I mean, no no dissing Jordan Montgomery, no. but you're talking about the reigning Cy Young winner, all right? And on top of that, a guy who has been in the running of the Cy Young damn near every year he's been up there. So, you know, hey, look, you know, you got you got studs and you got really good quality starting pitchers, and that's what those two gentlemen are. Okay, number three, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy doing backflips into my pool when he was 11, Cody Bellinger, 307, 356 on base, 525 slugging, 26 homers, 97 stakes, 20 stolen bases. I mean, he's, look, he's 28. I, I don't know how old you were. I had my best year at 31, actually. I mean, the, the irony, right? So yeah. his best days, most likely, are still ahead of him as he settles down into just life in general. I how he's still on the market is baffling to me. Baffling. Uh, you got me. You got me. Okay, number four, Matt Chapman talked about him a lot last week with Houston Street. A four point four WAR offensively, it's not going to give you too much. Two forty, three thirty, four twenty four, seventeen homers. As OPS plus, this is kind of interesting though, because those numbers aren't great. Obviously, his on base is pretty good. OPS plus was 108. Nice. Like that's eight percent above league average. And then obviously, hit what makes him so attractive is that he is one of the best defensive third basemen to ever live. We talked about it. We've talked about it till I'm blue in the face. You're blue in the face. Pitching and defense wins baseball games. You you're always going to find a way to score a run or two. Okay, Matt Chapman is the best at his position. Boom, that's it. Number five, J.D. Martinez, 36 years old, a 1.9 war last year. Obviously, all that just coming from the offense. Slash line, 271, 321. This dude slugged 572, 33 homers, a 134 OPS plus. That's 34% above league average jd martinez I, and I'm, i i don't say this lightly phil one of the greatest right-handed hitters of our generation yeah and i mean you know he he did it when he was with baltimore uh, excuse me i'm sorry i'm sorry boston right Detroit, Detroit, boston. boston you know he, yeah. he did it again last year you know with the dodgers i mean he's done it consistently you so remember the run he had with arizona too yeah exactly he yeah i mean so, yeah so i mean you know hey look i mean you know, I, I, that's another one of the shake your head type of thing. How do you not want a guy in the middle of the lineup that does nothing but hit homers and drive in runs? How do you not want that? The question is this, and I can't wait to see what he signs for because I think I would have a very difficult time making this call. J.D. Martinez for three years or Jorge Soler for three years? Yeah. That'd be a tough one, right? Yeah, no, no, unless – yeah, I mean, I'm 
I, you know, hey, look, that's the one thing that I'm not on the inside of. I'm not on the inside of, hey, look, this guy's going to be cheaper than that guy and stuff like that. And there are guys that we can get at a discount. And that's what you were just saying. Hilaire, Solaire made, you know, 15 mil last year. Now he's making, he's going to make 11 with a sign-in bonus to go somewhere else and have a better chance of winning. That I think that's what he's looking at. All right, number six on the list. This is kind of a good utility guy, Whit Merrifield, 35 years old, had a .7 war last year. Good team guy, 272, 318, 382, 11 homers, 67 RBIs, 26 stolen bases. He's uh, he's just a platoon guy. I mean, that's exactly how I would look at him. Platoon, but also somebody you could count on that you know is going to go in there and play solid defense and uh, good team guy, good veteran. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, trivia quiz, he's he's the guy that broke Madison Bumgarner's wrist. So, uh, you know, hey, look, he is he's he's a, a jack of all trades. And there are a lot of organizations that want the the super utility guy. And that's what he is. Number seven on this list is Mike Clevenger. I like Clevenger Whoa. a lot. He's 33, 3.3 war last year. I mean, see, look, what what makes Clevenger? You know, really much less than, say, someone like Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. I mean, 377 ERA, veteran right-hander, obviously had some great years with Cleveland, was with the White Sox uh, last year, and just talking about just health being the the biggest thing for him. Yeah, I I can tell you one thing. When Clevenger was over there in uh, Cleveland, oh, my God, he was not a fun day at the beach. I I watched guys go up to home plate and get their – absolute asses handed to him he's he's not if he's dealing he's not a fun day up at that home plate number eight hyun jin ryu that is the blue jays left-handed pitcher had a three four six era last year what really hindered him was just innings pitch i mean he came back from tommy john in late august but he impressed the rest of the way so he could be somebody that if you're looking for rotation help i'd slot him in as a four or five guy right away yeah he might be a he might be a sleeper all he needs to do is bump up his innings the number nine guy on this list brandon belt 35 years old blue with the blue jays last year he actually had a two war slash line 254 on base percentage through the fucking roof 369 490 slugging percentage he led the Blue Jays with all their sluggers, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, Bo Bichette, all of them. He led them in OPS, 19 homers, OPS plus of 136. The big question is, where will he be playing? <laughs> oh, my God. What was what was his slash line last year? What did he hit? How many homers? How many RBIs? Bro, 19 homers, 43 RBIs. All right. That pretty much sums it up right there. Okay. You know, hey, look, you're a big guy. You play first base. You need to drive in runs. Okay. Bottom line, 43 RBIs, not cutting it. Yeah, but look at this. Hey, Linda's already dropped a dookie on him. 
So I mean, hey, she's you she's guys, already dropped the Duke on him. And don't even you. don't even let Josh and those guys get going in the chat room because Josh will blow him up. You guys are tough on Belt. I'm a, I'm a Belt apologist. I think Belt's legit. I look Belt in 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 Belt in Texas makes sense. Whether it's with the Astros or with the Rangers, it's home for him. I gotta believe that. He'd love to finish his career there. He's probably got another one, two, three years. I don't know how long he wants to continue to keep on doing this. But if he keeps hitting like he has, uh, he's going to keep finding himself a job if he wants one. The question, Yeah, but is, guess what? Guess one. what? You get, the, you get the OPS and all that sort of stuff from walking. All right? All right? Yeah. A big dude is supposed to hit and drive in runs. All right? I'm not paying you to go up there and be a freaking leadoff hitter and walk. All right. So, you know, with that slash line that he had last year, okay, uh, I would, if I was him, just giving him a bit of advice, I'd drop my price, shall we say. Number 10 on the list, Michael Lorenzen, the guy that threw the no hitter for the Philadelphia Phillies, was also with the Tigers. He had a 418 ERA, but he had a two war, which is a dude, that's a nice number. I mean, and again, I, I still don't know have, have any idea how the fuck they come up with it, but a two war. Uh, Lorenzo was five and seven with three, five, eight, and 18 starts last season for the Tigers. And he made his first all star team. He then was traded to the Phillies, started strongly, tossing the 14th no hitter in club history before his season went south. He finished with a 5-5-1 ERA and seven starts and four relief appearances for the Phillies. The Padres have been the team showing the most interest in Lorenzen as they try to replace four key pitchers who departed this offseason via free agency or trade. The Padres would make sense as a Cal State Fullerton guy. Yeah. Yeah, no. He'd probably want to go back home. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, you know, I think as you get up in age, like all that, yeah, it matters, right? I when you're young, what though? I've seen. I, I haven't seen him in person. I've seen him throw on TV. He's got some. He's got some nice stuff. I mean, like you say, he threw a no hitter. So I mean, he he's got that. He's got sneakiness and some giddy up and go. So, okay, here's the question of the night for you, Thrill. And this comes courtesy of No Filter Network social media director Henry Market. He specifically said, can you ask Thrill, who will win a championship first? Farhan Zaidi and the San Francisco Giants or Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers? He's down on the Niners right now, man. Oh, my God almighty. Uh, you know, I mean, hey, look, I mean – you know, we if, if you asked me that question about four or five years ago, I'd have, without a shadow of a doubt, I'd have said the Giants. But uh, I mean, you know, we've been we've been battling through some tough times, and at the same time, you know, the 49ers have been in the thick of it. I mean, right in the middle of it, going down to damn near the last play at a Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, I mean, I am employed by the San Francisco Giants, Henry. So I'm gonna say them but I'm also a realist and I know who's hot right now. Look, the real answer to this question 
and it's not even close as the San Francisco fucking 49ers. They have been in the NFC Championship game four out of the past five years. They've been to two Super Bowls. They had to face Patrick Mahomes. They took this last one into overtime. They did blow two double-digit leads in the Super Bowl, which is tough. It is. And yeah. so these 49er fans are hurting a little bit. I will I will tell you this, bro. It's kind of comical. But I ran into a Niner fan. This guy was in his young 20s coming back from Mexico. And he had like a cool bag. Like it was a Niner leather bag. I'm like, dude, big Niner fan. Huh? He's like, yeah, man, it's a, a sick bag. And he's like, thanks. He goes, yeah. He goes, hopefully uh, this year they won't break my heart again. And I'm kind of like, yo, bro, they got five fucking Super Bowls. What do you mean break your heart again? He goes, yeah, but I wasn't alive for any of them. <laughs> well, look, you know, here, here's the thing, all right? You know, a mark, of a, a mark of a great team is the fact that you're consistent every year. And like you said, I mean, four out of five years, I mean, the 49ers have done it. I mean, done it at the highest level, made it to the playoffs, made it to the Super Bowl, the, the whole shooting match. You know, they just hadn't crossed the finish line yet. But if they continue with the product that they're putting on the field, it's going to happen. I mean, it's going to happen. You know, they just ran into arguably, you know, Mahomes, the best quarterback running right now, you know, and he, he pulled a little comeback on them. But I can tell you this right now. I mean, I'm not. A big, huge football dude. I I don't know the X's and O's and all that sort of stuff, but I do know that guy is beating the shit out of that guy. And I can tell you one thing right now: that guy, Nick Bosa, is a freaking stud, yeah. dude. He was creating so much havoc up in there this, this past game. I was like, man, I'm a Nick Bosa fan. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, so I'm looking at the projected lineup of all 30 teams right now. I, I find this fascinating because I actually was also talking to Henry and he's like, yeah, at what point do you and three want to start doing your predictions? I'm like, bro, like we're not even spring training yet. Yeah. So, I mean, come on, give us a fucking break. That's like, yeah. it's like Maria I, Guardado. Okay. I, I get tired of reading her shit on the computer. Cause it's like, Maria, stop <laughs> guessing. Wait till you get the spring training and the people come in front of you, and then you'll be able to see what the shit's going on. Or here's even better of an idea for you, Maria. You have my phone number. Call me up. I've seen all of these idiots before. There you go. Get get a freaking baseball player's perspective on it. There you all go. All right. So here's the projected lineup right now as of the 13th day of February 2024. Number one in the leadoff spot. Playing center field, Jung Hu Lee. Your thoughts on Jung Hu Lee leading off thrill? Well, put it this way: he's he's a career three hundred hitter over there in the Korean League. He's a contact hitter. He's not necessarily known for his power, even though he does have power. Um, those kind of guys are going to put the ball in play and put pressure on the defense. So he should be at some point. At the top of the lineup. So there you go. Hitting second and playing second base. Dairo Estrada. 
arguably, besides Wilma Flores, our uh, best offensive player on the team and uh, most consistent. Had a little uh, injury last year, but he battled through it. Still wound up, uh, you know, finishing up really good. Hitting third and playing first base. Late night Lamont Wade Jr. Lamont Wade is shifting from the leadoff spot into the three slot. We talked about it before. It is arguably your best hitter hits in the three slot. I think Lamont Wade um, stepped up his game last year, not only from the power end of things, but also from the on-base percentage things. He, he, he took a lot of, you know, really tough pitches, and I think he grew as a hitter last year, and I'm expecting him to take that next step and uh, kind of go from – Improving to be an elite hitter. Hitting fourth, and this is TBD because of the recent signing, obviously, of Jorge Soler. But currently right now hitting fourth, and his bat will be in the lineup somewhere, Wilmer Flores. Without a shadow of a doubt, like we talked about, professional hitter, led the team in homers with 23 last year, uh, came up with – Many clutch hits, great worker, uh, and a lot of people need to look to him for uh, inspiration because uh, they don't work near as hard as he does. Hitting fifth, the former Oregon State Beaver Fever, Michael Conforto playing left field. I have no qualms about Mike Conforto. The only thing I have about Mike Conforto is stay healthy, be on the field. If he can do that, he's going to hit. Hitting six, the former New York Metropolitan, big right-handed slugger, J.D. Davis playing third base. Playing third base, arguably our uh, all-star last year going into the all-star break, had a great first half, had an injury in the second half, sort of drug him down a little bit. But um, I'm hoping that he rebounds and, and gets off to that great start that he had last year. Hitting seventh, right fielder Mike, don't call me Carl Yastrzemski. <laughs> All right. This is guy that's got something to prove. Uh, he has he's, – he's had a, a really great year, and then he's had a few really so-so years. He needs to uh, – find his stride, get back to where he was, you know, in his really good year and uh, get that production back there for the San Francisco Giants. Hitting eighth, the backstop, a fucking savage defensively, Patrick Bailey. Patrick Bailey came on the scene last year, rookie year, surprised everybody. Not only from the standpoint of how great of a defensive player he was, but he got quite a few uh, quality base hits, timely base hits, timely homers, the whole works. Uh, I think that he should take what he learned last year and build on it. Another thing, too, he even admitted it during Fan Fest that he got wore down at the end of the year. You need to put the work in during the offseason to make it through a full. 162-game season. Hopefully he learned his lesson, and uh, Patrick Bailey 
gets to be one of the elite catchers in the game. And rounding out the lineup, the shortstop, Marco Luciano. All right, here's my guy. Here's my guy, Marco Luciano. All right, all the talent in the world. Do not even think twice about that. His big thing is stay healthy because he has had a big injury problem in his in his minor league career. Also, number two, make the defensive plays. He has defensive lapses every now and then. He needs to get to the point where he is more consistent catching and throwing the baseball. Let's get to the rotation. We'll start at the top, Logan Webb. Stud, uh, love him. You know, he's he's a throwback. He's a sinker baller. Uh, you don't see many of those guys nowadays. Everybody wants to blow the ball by you. He uses movement and deception. Uh, he's going to make people look stupid. He's going to trust his defense behind him, which is why we have to pick up our defensive game. In talking to the new infield instructor, Matt Williams, we will pick up our defensive game. And it won't be from a lack of trying because – Matt Williams will have them on the field catching ground balls. The guy that they have slated here to be the number two starter really has never been a fucking starter before. Jordan Hicks. Yep. You know, I mean, he came over in the trade and, uh, or free agent, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a stud, got high velocity. He mixes a four seamer with the sinker. So, he and Logan Webb are going to be able to play off of one another. Uh, he gets a new added dimension in that he has a lot more velocity in the tank. And uh, I'm interested to see, you know, how he fares as a starter. I mean, is he going to be able to stay in that 97, 98 range? Or is all of a sudden his stuff going to drop off to 93? We're going to figure it out. The number three pitcher that they have listed is a guy that's really fun to watch pitch. I'll tell you that. I'm not sure how great he's going to be uh, when it's all said and done, but he's electric on the mound. The former day LaSalle Spartan, Kyle Harrison. Kyle Harrison, know him well. Good, good buddy. Um, talk to him a lot. You know, he's got electric stuff. He's got the, He's got the 94, 95, and then when he needs it, he reaches in the tank and he gets a 97. Um, His big question mark is off-speed stuff. Uh, If he polishes up his off-speed stuff, whether it be the slider, whether it be the change-up, whatever it might be, he is going to be able to take it to the next level. If he does not polish that stuff up and he becomes a one-dimensional pitcher, he he better he better bring his A game every night. The projected fourth starter for the San Francisco Giants, Keaton Wynn, another young guy that you talk about a lot. Keaton Wynn saw him a few times in the minor leagues uh, over the last three years. Uh, big tall guy, got great stuff. Yeah, got a little bit of a little bit of a mix. Um, you know, he's another guy needs to stay healthy. All right, he's been a little banged up. But then on top of that, polish up your act a little bit. I mean, hey, look, you got the stuff. You got the makeup. You got the pitches. Now, don't leave leaving stuff out over the plate. Let's work the corners. The fifth starter, a guy that I actually did his games at Stanford, 
Tristan Beck. Big I love I love Beck. Tristan. Tristan and I, Tristan and I go way back. We go back for three or four years now. And I love Tristan to death. If there's one guy that on this staff that I want to see do real well, it's Tristan Beck. And uh, you know, he he's got a heart of goal. He is not only a, a really good pitcher, but he's a great teammate. And uh, you know, he he's another guy. Bring your A game every day. Bring your A game. You know, you can't afford when you're in the starter starter role, you can't afford to have those those lapses and a bunch of big misses. Bring your A game. So it looks like you're going to have Alex Cobb and Robbie Ray. And I, I forgot about Robbie Ray, right? Like, this, yeah. Is, yeah. this is a former Cy Young Award winner that yeah. they have coming back from injury. They're going to start the season most likely on the injured list. So, I, I mean, there's a lot of heat. And I they're, they're trying to say there's heat on Jordan Hicks. I mean, fuck. There's just heat on everybody else except for Logan Webb because Logan yeah. Webb is the only one that's proven here. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you know, I mean, I in in more ways than one. I mean, these guys are being thrown to the Tigers. I mean, you know, Jordan Hicks was was you know in the pen, and you know, chunking velocity up there. Now he's got to pitch a little bit, uh, and then you got you know Harrison Beck and uh, and Win who have done it in the minor leagues, but they need to up their game a little bit. It's not in the minor leagues no more. It's the major leagues. And, you know, you can't, you can't have those lapses to where you make four or five, you know, pitches out over the plate and it costs you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So real quick, you just heard the San Francisco giants lineup. It's Jung-Hoo Lee, Dairo Estrada, Lamont Wade Jr., Wilmer Flores, Michael Conforto, J.D. Davis, Mike Yastrzemski. Patrick Bailey and Marco Luciano add in Jorge Soler to that mix. And then it's Webb, Jordan Hicks, Harrison, Wynn, and Beck to start the season. The Dodgers are not only the class of the NOS, or the class of Major League Baseball, so I would like to compare that lineup to Mookie Betts, Shohei yeah. Otani, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncy, Jason Hayward, Teoscar Hernandez, James Outman, Sarah kid, fucking stud. And then of course, Gavin Lux in the nine position. And then the rotation is Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the prized Japanese right handed pitcher, Tyler Glass now, Bobby Miller, James Paxton, Emmett Sheehan. I mean, dude. And didn't they just sign Clayton? You didn't, even throw, you didn't even throw a Kershaw in there. Well, he's not on the list, but they, they just signed Kershaw, <laughs> too. Hey, what what can you say? Look, I mean, hey. They uh, know, wait, 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 wait. You know, you, you know what you can say. And, and it's just, just there's no filter network. You just, just say the giant. Hey, look, you know what I mean? I hate, to, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I had, I had a very nice tirade a few weeks ago. That has now become T-shirts where effing the Dodgers and the thrill and oh, yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff. So now it's even T-shirts being made. So, uh, hey, look, you know you know where I stand on that. Look, it has been a giant Dodger rivalry for forever. goes back to New York, all right? When you play baseball, and I learned this growing up the hard way because we didn't have wild card. We didn't have all that bullshit. 
you had to win the division. And so the head-to-head -head meetings within your division were paramount. They were important. And, you know, that's why I have such a – it's not – it's not a dislike. It's a healthy respect, but I got to beat your ass of anybody in our division, and especially the Dodgers, because they've been kicking our ass for years. So guess what? Somebody step up and beat their ass. There you go. They're going to lose some games. Oh, hell yeah, they're going to lose some games. They ain't going to go 162 and zero. Ain't happening. But you know what? You get in a little, a little losing streak. Within your division, everybody freaking shoots right by you. Yeah, I just there's I, there's no one in the NL West that's going to do it. I mean, the Padres. Hey, no. hey, while we're talking about you know while we're talking about a little, uh, I guess you want to say back in time and how everything went, I'm going to do a little promo, a little plug for the thrill here. Uh, New Era Cap Company is coming out with retro like spring training hats and all that sort of stuff. And they approached me as representing the Giants. So here we go. This is the New Era Cap Company. This is going to be a retro so adding spring training hat. And everybody's going to be able to get one. And then there's hold, hold the old trill hold. chunking around over there. Are they – Going to wear that hat in spring training on the Giants? No, they're not going to wear that hat in spring training. It's for the fans. You oh. guys, you guys in the chat room can buy them, no problems at all. They'll have them. Uh, they'll have them in the old. Uh, I guess you want to say uh, dugout store. Oh, and guess what else too? Um, trying to work out a deal right now. It's probably going to happen. About like, there's mugs that are made, and you've seen them that are hollowed out the end of baseball bats. And this one's going to have my picture on it, my signature, all that sort of stuff. So you will be able to drink your your favorite beverage out of the end of a baseball bat. Dude, check this out. There it is. This there is it. it is. It's, so called, these, it's called dugout mugs. That's bro, it. These guys at dugout mugs. That's them. When they first got going, they made this for me. And yeah. It, when I wrote the book, the fuck it list, yeah. I, you know, was promoting this thing pretty big time. And these guys got behind it. They're like, hey, you mind if we make you one and send it? And they're like, oh, let's give them a little love. These guys are with the dugout mugs. Great dudes, man. The dugout mugs, man. I've been in touch with them. Uh, you know, all, all the guys that have been there. And we're they're doing the prototypes right now. And they're trying to hook up with the dugout store and – Believe it or not, Fanatics owns all of that crap. Yeah. They own all of the dugout store merchandise and all that. So they're dealing with Fanatics right now. And hopefully that'll be, you'll see the thrill mugs in the uh, dugout store as well. Well, speaking of mugs, I mean, we can't let. Oh, like, that's the best ever. Daily Hustle mugs on sale now. EricBurns.com along with the brand new Let Them Play a parenting and coaching guide to use sports. It's all, it's already sold out on Amazon. They're gone. Everything that Amazon had is no longer there. So I told Tara last night, I'm like, we got to get cranking. You can still buy them right now at ericburns.com. 
Go there immediately. Pick yourself up a mug. Pick yourself up a footboard. And you know what, Thrill? Dude, we we talked about this with our no filter merch because this hat. Hold on, but wait, there's more. Uh, this hat right here. You see the gray no filter network hat. Yeah. We have the pink no filter hat here. Within the next two weeks, and my, my, that's I, and I'm publicly declaring this for whether it's me, Leslie, Giuseppe, Pepe, Manuele, Henry. Uh, most importantly, it's my wife who gets all the gear made. We're going to have a no filter network store up and running so you guys can get the merch. Uh, it's you dude. last year. We made some big cock Brock shirts. It was you know, all about Brock Purdy. And we, we said big and then we had a big rooster on the back. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Hey, so look, we're fun stuff look, like I think I think that's great. You know, what I mean, because, you know, Josh and Tommy and Mike, big Mike. You know, they've been talking about merchandise and getting some stuff that, you know, you and I wear. But, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be great having it, you know, on there. Oh, here. Here's a here's a picture of the of the mug. So you can see it's a baseball bat. And yeah. then it's kind of as of right now, it's got the forever giant logo. But, you know, we'll we'll see what else comes of, uh, of it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. No. Interesting stuff, man. I love it. I love it. I'm glad. Right. And make sure, make sure, Tara, and I'm telling you this, all right? Make sure we have the uh, the garage attendant shirts. Oh, so good. Oh, that's You're beautiful. Right. It's You're beautiful. Right. It's the I have the collar and then put your air deal right here, your oil deal over there. So, thrill. I only got a couple more minutes here. Tara's actually, she's taking chloe down to mammoth for a ski race i got the other two kids i'm taking them to pizza i told them seven o'clock sharp but hey they can wait uh anything anything pressing anything you want to get off your mind before we close out i got a pack of 1989 donners i just want to yeah. i'm going to rip through the pack and i want to i want to give you three players out of here all right good Do, rip through the pack in the meantime yeah i will be in spring training february 29th or march 1st excuse me March 1st through um, March 6th, I will be not only with the major league side, minor leaguers show up on March 4th. So I'm probably going to at least spend one day over there seeing those guys. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, right around the corner, I mean, it cranks up. I mean, everybody should be reporting within the next week. And uh, yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna start up games on February twenty third, ten days from tonight. Are you serious? Ten days. I mean, ten days that- from tonight they start playing their first game. And guess what else too? Guess what else too? And you never heard this when you were playing. I never heard for sure when I'm not playing. But opening day March twenty eighth. You gotta be kidding me, really. We, we we start up a baseball season in March? Yeah, they've been doing that for a while now. Early. Real, real early. Okay, this is a pack <laughs> of 1989 Donruss. So you're coming off of the 1988 year. And the first guy I present to you, a former giant himself, but before he was a giant, he was a Red Sox fucking legend. Ellis Burks. Ellis Burks. I even saw Ellis Burks for Mike Murphy's Jersey retirement. Uh, stud. 
all the way through. Stud. That's all you can say. I mean, did everything the right way. Just a great big leaguer. So when I was living in New York City and I'd run the streets every now and again and end up at Tau late night at the club, uh, Ellis Burks, uh, actually uh, his daughter would wait on us. And she was she was like one of one of the hostesses slash bottle girls. She's a dime, like dude. She's six feet tall, supermodel. I I and every she comes up to me, she's like, hey, she's like, I heard you played baseball. My dad's Ellis Burks. I'm like, I I just can't even tell you. Like I I had the yeah. privilege to play against Ellis Burks. Yeah, but I more more importantly, like that's one of the dudes I I I loved watching him. Uh, growing up, just a fucking stud. Yeah, no, and then, you know, here's another thing, too. I mean, you see Ellis, and you, you're like, man, all right. You know, he's he's pretty put together, and then all of a sudden you stand next to him, and you go like, oh, dude, he's a big old fricker. Yeah. All right, here's uh, another one right here. I, I got to imagine you got a couple stories about this guy. Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg. Oh, my God. Oh my, we've had we've had a lot of uh what shall I say? Run-ins maybe. Uh every time I went into second base, I tried to take him out. And there was <laughs> there was a there was a bunch there's a bunch of my like baseball cards. I know this, at least two, where I'm on the ground like I'm up underneath him and he's falling or he's standing up or whatever. So um, you know, Hall of Famer. Mr. Cub for a very long time. Uh, you know, he teamed up over there on the right side with Mark Grace and then on the other side with Sean Dunstan. It was a pretty formidable uh, infield that the Cubs had running out there for a little while. And on top of that, Ryan Sandberg was uh, – he was a, a very good hitter. He would pick his spots to, like, look for pitches. I, I know it. I mean, I've never talked to him in person about it. But I know it just by watching him because, I mean, he'd swing and miss at certain pitches, and then, like, two at-bats later, you throw him the same pitch, and he was all over it. Now I was like, he was sitting on it. And lastly here, I don't know why I picked this guy. I just have this weird, awkward feeling that you're going to have a story about him. I know nothing about him. But... I got to believe he showed up in like a VW bus at Jack Murphy Stadium ah. and he was fucking living in it. I, Ed Whitson. Oh my God, Ed Whitson. What a freaking beauty. He, uh, he was a, a quality major league starter. He was actually uh, a, a starter back in the day with the Yankees in, yeah. uh, in, in like the, the Billy Martin era and all that sort of stuff. Came over to the Padres, uh, you know. He had a had a big fake rug, and then he put the hat on it, <laughs> and the hair would the hair would go around the, the hat from the fake rug. And uh, you know, hey, look, he was he was old school. I mean, he was one of those ones. You know, he, he red ass. He'd come right at you, and you know, if if you did well against him, he'd freaking he'd dust you, he'd drop you. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Ed Whitson, not only. Not only as a, as a pitcher, but also the the kind of person he was because he was a red ass. He was all about winning, and I love those freaking guys. Awesome. Uh, and then let's finish it up with this real 
I connected you with Adam Virant, a.k.a. Adam Viro. We just call him Viro of the Savannah Bananas. He's their DFE. Do fucking everything. He was the guy that you needed to get uh, linked up to for their upcoming trip to Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. I am sporting the Savannah Bananas hat for that reason. The Savannah Bananas will be here in Baton Rouge. Matter of fact, the day after my birthday. My birthday is March 13th. They will be here the 14th, 15th, and 16th playing at LSU Tiger Stadium. And, uh, you know, um, I got in touch with him. I told him, I said, look, Adam, I said, look, I said, I'm hoping EB can make it. I know he's real busy that time of the year with Biscuit and all that. I said, but uh, if he doesn't, I'll be in the dugout. I'll have my tray man with me. And then we're going to have some people in the stands having fun at the Bananas game. Uh, I know you've been trying to get me to take ABs for, for years. Probably not going to happen. But what we're going to do is we're going to have fun. We're going we're gonna to egg the boys on. And, and uh, they'll put on their show for the people of Baton Rouge that have never seen something like that before. What about BP? Ooh, I didn't even think about that. I'll I'll strap it on for BP. I don't care. Right? Do they, do they take BP? Fuck yeah. Well, shit, I'll go out there with the boys. Yeah, come out early. That's the thing, because it's it's not like this big production. Just come out early. Let them. Shit, I'll, I'll strap it. I'll strap it on with the boys and take BP. No problem. Hey, right. uh, another thing too. Uh, you know, we talked about Adam. You know, here's here's a guy who you know came up and played a little ball and then, you know, got a degree and wanted to do something different. And he, I think he said he became an attorney. Is that what correct? Oh, dude, he, he's actually got a really good story, man. He was, Yeah. I mean, he became an attorney and then he, uh, you know, he, he made a, a decent living, but then he said, this is not what I love. I love freaking baseball. And, you know, I mean, he's 48 years old and he's, he's managing the bananas and having the time of his life. So, Adam, tip of the cap to you, man. That's freaking awesome that you went back to your roots, went back to baseball. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in March, being out there with my son on the field with the bananas. Yeah, dude. Virus. And the party animals, too, by the way. And the party animals. You'll love both of them. Some, some, yeah. of, the, some of the better dudes are actually party animals. So Believe, uh, yeah, it, not. Believe it or not, last year they, they had a deal up in uh, – up in the uh, eight, uh, 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 whatever the fuck our stadium's called now. I don't know. I've been through every fucking name possible. San Francisco. And so anyway, so I met some of the guys on the field, and then they were up on a suite level yep. during the game. And I went up there, and I spent probably two innings with them, had some beers. Cool group of dudes. I look forward to seeing them again this year. Awesome, dude. All right, man. Well, until next week, um, so long as you're good to go. Dude, there's yeah, there's a couple of spots I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to link up with you guys. So Arizona's on my mind, number one. I dude, if we'll talk about it yeah. off the air, but if there's a way we could do, and this I, I don't want it to interrupt with anything you're doing with the Giants. If we were to do like a live show there at some point. I just think it'd be fucking amazing. Oh, that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Right. You know, I mean, have have you and I both mic'd and camered up and all that? That'd be f- cool as shit. Yeah, I'm gonna strategize on that, and then uh, and then you know, the next thing is is yeah, the, the Baton Rouge thing would be incredible. 
to go to. And I'm going to be in Houston. I think you're right, right about that time. So it's just the question, because we have this big tournament in Houston, but I, I think there's a possibility if I stayed that next week, they could run into Baton Rouge. And so we'll, uh, we'll figure this out in the, the upcoming weeks, but, uh, in the meantime, fucking have a great week and uh, looking forward to happy baseball season, I should say, actually. Dude, dude, right around the corner, man. I mean, you start looking at it, it's like the 13th. And, you know, like I said, I'm going to show up March 1, you know, and they'll already be like seven games into it. It's like, damn. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, everyone in the chat room looks like we have. Like- hey, chat room, chat room did great tonight, man. They They started off early. Linda and Gene and all of them were in there early. Josh and uh, Big Mike and Tommy jumped in later on, but uh, and uh, HDH Hunter eighty, he was in there. But uh, hey, uh, we gotta we're gonna have to talk about it next week. I might not be able to make next week, so uh, we'll we'll talk about it. All right, no big deal. We'll uh, we'll figure it out. But yeah. All right, dude. Have a uh, have a fantastic week, thrill, and uh, for everyone else out there. Hey, and everybody else, uh, happy Mardi Gras and uh, go Bad News Bears. Ryan Leak, or whatever Leak's name Kelly was. Leak. Kelly Leak. Kelly Leak, smoking smags and hitting dongs. For our number three rated movie by EB, baby. No doubt. All right, dude. See ya!